and welcome to the Incredible Witness podcast. Today's episode is titled, Emotionally Unavailable Parents. I think every parent alive wants to view themselves as a good parent. It's just something that's, in my view, universal. If a room was filled with a hundred parents and they were asked, raise your hand if you believe you're a bad parent, I'd be surprised if anyone in the room would elect to identify themselves in that way. But what does it mean to be a good parent? Or to coin Donald Winnicott's term, what does it mean to be a good enough parent? No parenting is perfect, so when you're assessing parental capacity, it's necessary to have a clear idea of what good enough parenting involves. In my experience, it's natural and easy to focus on whether parents meet a child's physical needs, because those needs are are for the most part visible. You can easily identify when a child is always tired, has poor hygiene, eats unhealthily, looks undernourished, or is being severely physically chastised. What is generally much harder to identify is to what extent a parent is meeting and is capable of meeting a child's emotional needs. How well attuned is a parent to their child's needs? How able are they to see and feel things from their child's viewpoint? How aware are they about what their child feels and how sensitive are they to their child's wishes, thoughts and feelings? Does the parent have a clear understanding about what's appropriate to say or not to say about the other parent or have suitable boundaries concerning how they talk with their child? Frequently, you may come across parents who on the surface seem to meet their child's needs very well. The child is well-dressed, arrives at school on time, looking well-fed, well-clothed and well-cared for. He or she may even communicate well and display appropriate manners. But underneath what appears to be a well-loved child may be the blossoming seeds of significant emotional discontent. There are a great many questions you may need to consider in determining to what extent the parent you are assessing can meet their child's emotional needs. Does the parent recognise their child as an individual? and see their needs as distinct from their own. How insightful is that parent about how their child feels, following any interaction with them, or whilst observing any interaction with the other parent? To what extent does the child feel able to share painful or difficult experiences with the parent? Or is the child's lived experience concerning the care they receive, and their relationship with their parent? One of the ways in which children show that a parent or parents are neglecting their emotional needs, is when a child consistently blames themselves for problems that are not only not of their making, but essentially adult in nature. Children frequently blame themselves or think they are to blame when parents separate, or even when parents fight and argue. They somehow are inclined to entertain the idea that something about them was responsible for the circumstance the family found themselves in. Parents who are able to keep their child's needs and feelings uppermost in their thoughts are vigilant and constantly concerned about and aware of their their child's anxieties, worries and fears. They act decisively and continuously to address them. They have the ability to soothe their child and explain their child-centred way that the matters the child is concerned about are not problems that they need to be either worried about or need to solve. Such parents have the ability to provide their child with the appropriate support and boundaries that allow their child to be a child and grow up free from worries and anxieties, 
because their needs have been effectively met by their parent. They not only see their child's emotional needs, but have the capacity and willingness to consistently meet them, so the child knows they are being emotionally held, considered and loved. They know they are not alone and abandoned emotionally, and have a clear sense of being a very important part of their parents' life or world. Children who are unfortunate enough to have parents who are self-absorbed with their own needs and preoccupations, or simply don't have the capacity to pay attention to their child's needs, often experience a great deal of loneliness, rejection and an underlying feeling that they are not important enough or worthy of their parents' full attention and love. Because they reason, if they were important and lovable, why else would their parent fail to show them that they are loved in this way? They spend a lot of their time wishing and hoping to be recognised, loved and valued, appreciated by their parents, being willing to do anything they can to receive the attention, stimulation and affection that they hunger for. Unfortunately for such children, their emotional needs are not prioritised by their parents, who barely seem to recognise their child as having emotional needs, and consequently produce relationships which are devoid of meaning and emotional depth. Sometimes what you see from parents who do not have the emotional capacity to be well attuned to their child's needs is that their insight is so poor or faulty that they fail to distinguish between the child's needs and feelings and their needs. So they may incorrectly hold the view that their needs and the child's needs are the same. Such emotionally immature parents struggle to have the the insight to establish the boundaries between the child and themselves, and as a result produce a great deal of harm to the child, because they are essentially blind to their child's feelings and innermost needs. They are oblivious to their child's deepest wishes and needs to be loved unconditionally from parents or caregivers who are consistently emotionally available to them. To know that you have the interest and attention from your parents is invaluable to a child. It means that you are significant enough in the eyes of the people who represent your world to be thought about, considered, and to be constantly in their thoughts. This is a solid foundation from which children derive confidence, security, stability and resilience. In the absence of this emotional availability, the child is left alone to grapple with, on their own, all the fears and insecurities a child who has been denied a solid emotional foundation is continually exposed to. This leaves a child bereft of the secure base or foundation required to produce a healthy, independent adult and is the poor foundation which is responsible for much of the health problems and frailties adults experience in their lives. Being emotionally unavailable to your children is extremely harmful to their well-being and self-esteem. In a sense, although the parent is physically present, emotionally they are absent and the consequence of their absence is frequently negatively experienced by their child for the rest of their lifetime. I have found that whether you are assessing a parent's parenting capacity as a professional or just reflecting on the other parent's ability to meet your child's needs, the evidence to assist you in answering the question question posed is invariably in the detail around their actions and the reasons and thinking behind their, their behaviour. Take, for example, the response a mother of a three-year-old child gave me when I asked her to tell me about what she thought her child needed and deserved. Well, 
He's been through hard times, but we're really close. If you see us together, you'll see. He sees what I see and feels what I feel. What stood out for me from her response was that she never actually stated what she felt her son needed or deserved, but instead focused on stating that they were really close and that he felt what she felt. This last point was of particular interest to me because what she was saying was that she believed he was feeling what she was feeling, the significance of which was that rather than her as the parent being well attuned to her son's feelings, she was on the contrary stating that her son was attuned to her feelings. Her statement highlighted for me her lack of insight, not only as regards her child's feelings and needs, as well as her lack of awareness that it was her role to understand his feelings and not the other way around, but that she was so focused on her own needs that his needs were effectively eclipsed by hers. She thought they were really close, and of course he loved her, but she had no understanding of the harm she unwittingly would cause him, if left to parent her son on her own. As mentioned earlier, it was also significant that this parent did not answer my question about what she thought her, her son needed, and or deserved. In order to answer that question, she would have had to have taken the time to focus on his needs, as opposed to her own. Focusing on his needs, it seems, was harder for her to do, possibly because she was not used to, to it, or because to do so may have exposed her to the reality that his needs were not being met by her. This would likely have been un unpalatable to her, so it was much easier for her to focus on what she wanted to, and in the process neglect her son's emotional needs. I noticed whilst working with the parent that they displayed the propensity to shy away from or fail to discuss any matters that made them uncomfortable, and would simply say they didn't wish to discuss that matter, thus attempting to pick and choose only what they wanted to discuss, much like a, ch a child might behave, and without any thought of the impact on their child. A very useful question to ask yourself and answer when assessing emotionally immature parents is, what is the likely impact currently and in the long term on the child from them being exposed to parenting that is perpetually ill-attuned to their, their needs? Focusing on this question will be helpful to you particularly if you have to give evidence concerning the likely impact this type of parenting will have on the child currently and in the longer term. I hope you have found this episode really helpful and provides you with greater insight into the lives of children you work with, and indeed your own life. Thank you for listening. Until next time.